Welcome to the Landmark Podcast. I'm Jason Calhoun, pastor of Landmark Pentecostal Church in Texarkana, Texas. We encourage you to visit us on the web at landmarkupc.net for a schedule of services and upcoming events. We pray that you are blessed by the message today. Thank you again for listening. is sure. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. Aren't you thankful for that promise? And receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. So these verses of Scripture, they offer hope. They offer assurance. They comfort our hearts particularly during these times that we're facing right now. And they remind us of what we live for God for, that someday we're going to be with Him. We're going to be able to see Him and live with Him throughout all of eternity. And what a great day that's going to be. And that's what I'm looking forward to, and that's what our hope is as a child of God. However, the first word of this particular passage that I read to you from is what I want to focus on here this evening, the simple word let. Let means in the Webster's Dictionary to allow, to permit, or to prevent or forbid, to not prevent or forbid. In this hour when so many are struggling to manage their emotions, and I feel Because of that, this particular passage is very, very applicable. For I first want to state that there are some things we can simply not allow. We can simply not allow into our spirit. We cannot allow into our hearts. There are certain things that we have to avoid allowing to to infiltrate our minds and to enter in. Uh, and we have to block we have to block those things out and that is possible this week there's a particular verse of scripture that means more to me than it ever has before and that's proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23 keep thy heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life in other words guard your heart let, let the Spirit of God, which one writer said that we are sealed by that Spirit, let, let it keep you and through the help of the Spirit of God, guard your heart with all diligence because out of it flows the issues of life. Protect your faith against fear. Guard your heart against doubt that would try to enter in. Faith, as you know, is a very precious thing, and it must be defended, and we see scripturally that it often has to be fought for. Be careful what you feed on. Be careful what you consume, especially during this time. I notice that there's all kinds of things that are accessible. Uh, We are seeing little ads here and there on the Internet that there's things that were uh, at one time costly that are now accessible for free. Can I tell you, you have to be very careful that you don't just click on every little thing uh, during this particular time uh, 
but you guard your heart and be mindful of what you allow in because according to the wise man of Proverbs, what we allow into our heart flows out into other areas of our life. Or in other words, it manifests itself in other areas of our life. We know this in the physical, but what we consume, it affects our health and, uh, and, and sickness and disease is allowed to come upon us because of, of things that we allow ourselves to consume. And so the same works with the spiritual man. We have to guard what we consume. I notice another passage that gives us admonition on what we should not allow or let into our life. Ephesians chapter number 4 and verse 26 says, Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. These are uh, verses and these are passages concerning that word let, or in other words, what we allow. And there's multiple views on this, this verse in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 26, and none of them contradict one another. We should not, one of those views is, is that we should not delay in fixing the mistakes of our lives and failures of our lives. We should, we should fix those things when they come up. We should not allow things to just sit idle. We should not allow things to fester. We should not allow things to go on and grow worse. But things can often be dealt with and taken care of in short order and healed and overcame quickly. And that is what the writer is admonishing us to do. Another view is, is that a day is typical of a person's life. Let me explain. Each life has a morning. We, we are born. There's a birth. And then each life, a full life, has what we call a midterm or a midlife. And then each life has a sunset. The scripture even tells us it's appointed unto man once to die. Before that day or life is concluded, this writer is admonishing us to take care of things that need to be taken care of. Make wrongs right take care of mistakes and take care of unrepented sin follow through on unresolved issues do not allow things to linger for a long time Matthew chapter 24 verses 48 and 49 gives us some insight in regard to the coming of the Lord and how people delay or feel sometimes that they have plenty of time but the evil servant shall say in his heart, My Lord delayeth his coming, and shall begin to smite his fellow servants, and to eat and drink with the drunken. The Lord of thy servants shall come in a day when he looketh not for him, and in an hour that he is not aware. So don't allow yourself to be deceived into thinking that I have plenty of time. If anything should come to our consciousness during this crisis, it is the fact that time is slipping through the hourglass. It should be a consciousness that time in this life is running out. 
and we are living in the midst of the end times. Now, I don't know where all of that fits in the eschatology. I haven't been one that has focused my entire ministry on eschatology. I do believe it's important to have an appropriate view of eschatology, and this scripture defines that as well as any that if you don't have a proper view of eschatology or the end times, you're apt to say, well, the Lord delays his coming. I've got plenty of time. I believe we ought to live our life as though he could come in the next 30 seconds. I feel we ought to live prepared. We ought to live ready. That is what Jesus said. He said, be also ready. He tells us, I'm not going to give you a date and a time on the calendar because the propensity of flesh is to live recklessly if they know the specific time. But he said, just live ready and prepared. Don't let yourself delay. Don't allow, as this writer said in Ephesians, the sun to go down on your wrath. But just as there's things in the scripture that we're admonished not to allow or to let into our life, there are things from the word of God that it admonishes us in that we are to allow or to let to enter into our hearts. And I want to talk about a few of those things before I conclude this evening. Colossians 3.15 tells us, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts. I like that. Let the peace of God rule or allow it to be in control. One contemporary version said it this way, Let the peace of God call the balls and the strikes in your life. In other words, let that, let that dominate. Let that be the final authority. Bible tells us to follow peace with all men. There's comfort in following after peace. And so don't let worry rule. Don't let wrath rule. Don't let anger rule. Don't let sin rule. Don't let doubt rule your life and control your life. But let the peace of God rule in your hearts. And then number two, the very next verse says, verse 16, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. If you let the word of Christ dwell in you, you can encourage not only yourself by doing that, but you can be an encouragement by this verse to others. You can sing and rejoice no matter what is transpiring in this world. You can rejoice and give praise to the Lord that everything is going to be all right because I'm allowing the Word of God to live in me. Don't fill your heart with news media. Don't fill your heart with negative things. I'm not preaching against being informed. I think it's responsible to be informed. But there is a difference in being informed and vegging out on negative things all the time. Make sure that you have a proper balance of the Word of God in your heart and that you're receiving the Word of God more than you're receiving those things. The Hebrew writer goes on and admonishes us to let or to allow a lot of things. And I was studying this this afternoon and I was... 
I was looking at all of the things that the Hebrew writer talked about that we need to let or allow into our life. In 10 and 22, it says, Let us draw near with a true heart. Let us draw near with a true What is a true heart? A true heart is a sincere heart. Uh, a true heart is a heart that is absent of hypocrisy. A true heart is a heart that is coming before God in sincerity and saying, God, I'm here humbly before you and I need you in my life. We want to draw near to the Lord. This is a time that we need to draw near, not drift away from God, but we need to draw near to the Lord. And then 10.23 said, Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. So if, if ever you feel your faith challenged, then you need to be reminded of the promises of the Word of God. Just think about the promises that God has given to his people and hold fast the profession of your faith. God is going to help us and don't waver during these times. This is a time when, when, when people of the world are looking to the church to show strength. They're looking to the church to show uh, stability. If we act like the world acts and if we get frantic like the world, then we cannot expect to be able to minister to the world. We have the peace of God on the inside of our heart. And I think it's time for the church to remain strong and show its strength through the Spirit and the help of God. And then 10 and 24 says, Let us consider one another. During these times, it's very, it's very uh, possible, especially people in the world, we're already seeing this, and people start thinking more selfishly during times of crisis, especially when there's the threat of food and, and essentials in life and those types of things. As, as pressure mounts, people sometimes become more selfish, and, and we're seeing that with the hoarding of products and different things. Can I tell you that the church should not model that? We should not live that way. But we should live, as I've said, leaning forward, knowing that God could use us during this time and consider our brothers and sisters in the Lord, but not only them. Consider people that are lost. Can you imagine not having God right now? Can you imagine going through this chaotic crisis without the peace of Jesus Christ in your life? I'm going to tell you it's important. It's important that we allow ourselves and let ourselves consider one another and then in chapter 1 or chapter 12 in verse 1 one that is familiar to us let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us lay aside let yourself let go of some things let yourself put aside some weights this would be a good time to say I'm going to reevaluate things that are not helping me in this race and I'm going to get rid of them and then the Bible said, let us run. Let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, amen, which is the author and the finisher of our faith. And then 12 and 28 said, let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably. Let us have 
the grace of God that we may serve Him acceptably. I think that's very important that we walk in the grace of God. It's the grace of God as I preached a few weeks ago or a few services ago that gives us that enablement to stand righteously and to stand strong in a time when the world has been shaken to its knees. And then in 13 and 1, the Hebrew writer says, Let brotherly love continue. Let it continue. Don't let, don't let this time uh, of crisis break us apart and divide us. Let it bring us together. And I'm seeing that in this local congregation. I'm seeing that among the saints of Landmark. Matter of fact, I've been blessed and encouraged by some of your uh, comforting texts and phone calls. Also, I've noticed that you're reaching out to one another and including one another and ministering to one another. In fact, this afternoon somebody was so gracious to come by and place some homemade cookies in my mailbox. And uh, because of this social distancing thing that's going on and, and perhaps because they didn't want to disturb or whatever, they put them in the mailbox and we was able uh, to have these fresh cookies this afternoon and I thought to myself how thoughtful that was that somebody took their afternoon to do that. These are things that we need to be mindful of. Our brothers and sisters in the Lord and again our town, our city, they need to see such acts of love. And then I love this one, 13 and 15 said, let us offer the sacrifice of praise. Let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God. I know that praising the Lord sometimes in a time of crisis is the last thing we want to do. But what more appropriate scripture? That's when it is a sacrifice. That's when we come, when we don't feel like it, when it doesn't come natural to us, when we're in here preaching to walls, basically, when we're trying to have church the way we are. We still give the sacrifice of praise unto God. And as we do this, as we sacrifice, as we stretch ourselves, I'm seeing that we're having well over a thousand views that are coming through on the Internet on just one of the mediums that we're using. And I, I thought to myself, we're, we're reaching people. God is using this. Maybe what the devil intended for evil, God is going to use for good during this time and so we have to trust the Lord in this finally in closing James James chapter 1 and verse 4 says but let patience let patience have her perfect work I know these days have dragged on for some time and seems like when we get a little hope that things are going to get back to normal another announcement comes that this shelter in place and this type of situation that we've been living under the last couple of weeks is extended and that kind of thing uh, continues to be extended on and on and on and and sometimes we get a little concerned about that and impatient with that and that's a natural response I can't tell you that I haven't experienced impatience during this situation that we've been in however I think it's important that we rely upon God, we trust in Him, follow His Spirit, let peace dwell in our hearts, and be patient and trust God that He knows what He's doing and then God is going to help us and God is going to be with us. 
I want to tell you that if you're interested in these Bible studies on Tuesday night, leave us a remark, a comment, uh, send a, an email to the church, a message to the church that you'd like to be involved, and, and we'll set that up, and we'll send you a link, and you can watch here uh, for that on this Facebook page or website. You can find that link of how to connect, and we'll be getting with you about the announcements for that. If you have a need for prayer or spiritual guidance, please don't hesitate to call upon this church. We've got time. We can pray with you. We'll get to you as soon as we can. And uh, we'll pray that God will be with you and give you strength. And God will hear our prayers when we pray together and join in faith. The number of the church office is 903-794-6201. They're going to begin to sing, and I want you to allow this message to resonate in your heart. Be strengthened by the Word of God. You know we're not able to join here together as we normally do. Nevertheless, the Word of God through the Spirit of God reaches out and it reaches to where you are in your living room, wherever you may be. You may be driving down the road. Whatever the situation is, God is able. God can respond and help us. God bless you. We love you, Landmark. We love you friends of Landmark are connecting with us and we're praying for you and your family. God bless.